If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast, your podcast dedicated to all things Animal Crossing. This episode is brought to you by Sarah Adelaide, who has increased her pledge on Patreon. Sergio and I are going to talk about Nintendo's tweet. We're going to go in-depth about Nintendo E3 presentations throughout the years that have featured Animal Crossing in some form, and one of Sergio's complaints about Animal Crossing Switch. So to begin, (laughs) hello Sergio, how are you doing? Hello Chewie, I'm doing quite well, what about you? I'm doing well. This is going to be a long show, everybody. We've got a lot to cover today. Um, we've got some exciting new things that we're doing. And yeah, just in general, it's been, I feel like, I don't know, are, are you all feeling excited these days about Animal Crossing in some form? Sergio, <laughs> are you feeling excited? Yeah, you know, all the, all the little hints, they, they just keep the, the light ablaze. But more than ever, it's this huge fire going on inside our hearts. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's like kind of nothing going on, but somehow we've managed to find some excitement. So I guess let's get into this first segment, because like I said, this is going to be kind of a long show. We have a lot that we're covering. Um, Our main piece today is just E3 throughout the years. And I have a lot of years, like (laughs) I've gotten things from way back starting in 2002, which that's like, what year is it now? 2019? That's yeah. 17 years? Is yeah, that how many? That's oh, crazy. My goodness. <laughs> that 17 years of E3s that we're going to cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, there's not much going on, but somehow we managed to get pretty excited about Animal Crossing this past week. And that's because on Monday, Nintendo put out a tweet featuring Tom Nook. And this tweet went something like, Tom Nook is here to help with our tax returns, and he's got an idea about how to use that extra money <laughs> that we get back. I mean, assuming that he's being pretty... Yes. Uh, he's assuming that we're all, like, doing well in our taxes here, <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to owe or pay anything. Um, so, I don't know. I think... Uh, how, how did you feel seeing that tweet? Oh, I, I it felt really direct. <laughs> no pun intended there. <laughs> But yeah, it felt like Nintendo was definitely teasing Animal Crossing fans because they know they haven't they haven't given us anything concrete, anything official. So I I bet you they love doing this kind of thing. <laughs> I think what makes it really suspicious to me is that we have literally heard nothing from Nintendo about Animal Crossing outside of like pocket camp things, which are always going on. But outside of that. Nothing, literally nothing from their account. I think the last thing they tweeted that was Animal Crossing related was the uh, essentially that picture where it said Animal Crossing had the Nintendo Switch logo, mm-hmm. 2019, that whole deal. The only thing we've gotten. Um, 
But that was the last thing. And they kind of, in that tweet, just reaffirmed, this is a new mainline Animal Crossing game for Nintendo Switch. And that's all we really needed to know at the time. But now that it's been half a year, we need to know more. Um, so my question, I, I want to direct this question to the chat. What do you think about this tweet? Is this a cruel joke or is news coming in April? So to be specific, um, the reference to taxes in North America, well, at least the U.S., we do our taxes um, by April 15th. At least that's when they're due. Otherwise, you, ex- you have to go through like applying for an extension. And that's right. all stuff you don't have to care about. <laughs> but what you need to know is April 15th is the big day. So do you think this is pointing toward an April 15th type of news announcement? Or is this just nothing and we're getting our hopes up? And I guess while chat answers this, Sergio, what do you think about that? At first, I was thinking that maybe it was just a little coincidence. But then you you made a video where you talked more in depth about it. And you brought up a lot of really good points particularly the one that April 15 is also the last day that Reggie is going to be working for Nintendo before he retires. I think that's a really big indication that we can expect something big. Either I'm thinking either that day or the Friday before, just to kind of keep it nicer, you know, towards the end of the week. But either way, I think something is cooking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be... my. Uh, I guess the one thing that kind of throws people off with it is the fact that it's a Monday and Mm -hmm. you know for the most part people are used to Nintendo announcing um more so announcing games for I guess Thursdays and Wednesdays directs that's Mm -hmm. the word I was looking for they're more (laughs) for like announcing those things on Wednesdays and Thursdays so Monday kind of throws that off and for me I don't know I feel like at this point, there are no rules with Nintendo. Nintendo, like even the new, I guess, Nindies Direct, Nintendo has given the Zelda characters to an indie developer yes. to make a game. And that's a huge step in that just tells me who knows what's going on. Even like, I know a lot of our listeners, at least people on the Discord are tired of the Smash news, but something like uh, a character from Persona 5 being announced for Smash that's like throwing things out the window for how people yes. thought this would work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the least offensive thing that could happen is, I guess, Nintendo holding a direct in, on a Monday. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um, I'm, let's go through some of these comments that people have left. So Boop the Snoot 99 says, definitely teasing us. <laughs> um, and then Grizzly Nina says, if it is a tease, it's strange that it's just US based, though. Um, that's another little strange thing, mm, too, because yeah. Reggie is like the, the president of Nintendo of America, like it's a specific region, not so much the whole world. But I, I, I mean, I'll get into this a little bit later because I went through the E3s, but, you know, like Reggie seems to be that figure that's always that was always lined up with like Mr. Iwata and, yes. you know, just like the big Japanese execs from Nintendo. Um, so I, I feel like he has a little bit more influence on the world <laughs> aspect of yes. Nintendo, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I felt like you were going to say something specific about that. No, it's true. It's true. In, in throughout the years, what we have seen is that Reggie 
kind of does in a in many ways and actually in many occasions now that i think more about it he always talks about animal crossing he i remember he mm-hmm. really likes bringing the competitive aspect of it which is not something you think about initially for animal crossing but it's definitely there i know you you love it also so yeah i think reggie is a fan of the series and if he's going away he would want to do something big for it on his last day yeah and i really think that there is a tie with him in that series, especially with like New Leaf, where he we got sent his own house, you know, to yes. see in our happy home <laughs> showcase in the northern part of New Leaf. So I feel like he's connected to the series in some way, and he could be part of an announcement that's coming up. And with it being his last day, like this is his last chance. His, and I would think that they'd want to leave a figure like um, Reggie just they'd want to leave him in a good place with fans, you know, <laughs> like he, he has to go out with a good, a good bang. Um, so let me go through a couple more answers. Mimi says it's a wonderfully cruel joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Novavik says there's gotta be news in April. Cat says in all caps, news is on the way. <laughs> uh, Jinko says there will be news. And boop this new once again. I think it's a hint. Sacha five hundred five. I hope there is news in April. <laughs> Diana says it's news, no doubt. I can see it. <laughs> Topaz Tan says it's both cruel tease for news. <laughs> uh, the bird one hundred one sounds like a cruel joke to me, but I'm hoping for April. <laughs> so I think a lot of us we're we're hoping for April. I feel. There are just too many signs lining up. I made a video about it yesterday, obviously, because I just feel like there's there's a lot going on mm-hmm. that just points toward it. You know, it's too suspicious. Yeah, and um, we're kind of noticing a uh, like a recent pattern that Nintendo uh, type d- direct either like official Nintendo directs or direct like videos, like the Nindy Showcase that we had earlier this week. They kind of tend to happen every other month. And that would I would put the next one. Actually, it's March, isn't it? <laughs> that would put the next <laughs> one in May. But and and that was what I originally expected. Something like a video showcase in May. But that's a little too close to E3. I think they may want to separate that a little bit. So maybe either the end of April, and you know, April 15 would be in the middle. Maybe maybe if they push it. And again, this has to do with Reggie. So I think if he has. If he has enough influence, they can switch around the dates to make it work. Yeah, and I think the other thing that we're kind of forgetting is we've gotten an announcement for Super Mario Maker 2, and I don't see them being completely quiet about this game until June. No. You know? <laughs> like, June's coming up fast. We know that game is coming out in June, and, like, Nintendo has to start putting word out there about this game. Like, sure... They have shown it in a direct at this point. And though a lot more people are watching Nintendo directs these days, there's still like this is a game that's appealing to the casual Nintendo fan that doesn't keep track of every single piece of news yes. like mm-hmm. we do. Um, and, you know, like they have to start putting word out there for other people like they need to run ads on TV, social media, wherever outlets they feel like their audience is, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, like just with Super Mario 2 um, or Super Mario Maker 2 alone, there needs to be some sort of direct that has that type of news in there. And then there's also another, 
you know, round of Smash stuff that we need to see. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, between those two games, like those are two huge Nintendo games. Um, add Animal Crossing on top of that, and it's it's a really it's good. It'd be a great direct just to see the three games that we know about already. One is already out. Two are on the way. And, you know, they obviously they would stick like extra things in there and ta- tell yes. us about upcoming games um, some more. But yeah, those alone, I feel like we just need a trailer. I just want to see a trailer. I've been saying it for so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if, and if they talk all about those games and maybe a couple little extra surprises, or even if they don't, maybe if it's just those three, I think that would do more than enough to hold everyone until E3. But if they do show Animal Crossing, that's going to hold us probably until the, the we get details, which we assume would be at E3. Yeah. So, you know what? I have not come back to this question in a little bit. I didn't write it down, but I thought about it just now, Sergio. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because the chat is kind of talking about it. But we've talked pretty in depth about when we think the game is coming. Um, I've been sticking to November for a long time. Um, last time I talked about this, I think I settled on November 15th, 2019. Yes. Um, I think you have been shifting your thoughts <laughs> a bit. I think you wanted September for a long time. Yes. Is that still the case? Is, is there an updated date for you? You know what? I'm going to stick with my updated date of December 6th. I know there's a lot of rumors that it's going to be September, and that would be really nice. But just, just to err on the side of caution, I'm going to say, yeah, December 6th, 2019. <laughs> Sergio, you're finally the one breaking more hearts than I am. <laughs> because I've always been putting it at November and people are like, it's too late <laughs> for it to be November. And now December, even I cringed a little bit. I was like, no. <laughs> but December 6th is the beginning of the month. Um, Nintendo the past two years has released games in that first week of December. We got Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in 2017. And then Super Smash Bros. on uh, just last year in this December. Yes. Um, I think the first week of December is fair game for games from Nintendo mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. they want it to land before the major holidays, of course. But they also want it to be like, you know, g- uh, people need to have enough time to go to the store, pick it up, and then not feel, uh, I don't know. I, I, they just need time to do that. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. It's fair game. I think it's later than people want to hear and people don't want to, you know, start a game then. Because I remember, I think it was Tab who um, commented this on a video a while back and I felt bad not including it. But they said they have family. They have a family, you know, it's kind of hard to manage playing Animal Crossing while you're Uh also spending time with your family slash, you know, like sometimes you're a parent, sometimes you are... Um, you know, just in charge of making dinner or something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, like, depending on the responsibilities, there are things that could get in the way during the holidays that don't let you get that Animal Crossing time that you want. And that's a, that's a bummer, I, I'd say. Especially, like, we've been waiting so long for this game, and we just want to get it at a time where we can play it a lot. Yes. Um, I know you have... Been, you told me just, I feel like it was earlier this week that you're ready to take <laughs> off E3 like that day. Um, yes. And then also two weeks 
for Animal Crossing. <laughs> yes, for whenever the game comes out. Hopefully, hopefully it is not December sixth because that, that that's gonna line up with other people's vacations. It's gonna complicate things. But you know what? I wanted to to add a little uh, counter argument or an argument against my own <laughs> December date. And <laughs> so going back to September, right? And the reason why I'm thinking it might be December still is because they haven't shown the game. I think if we had seen it on a recent direct or any any video or screenshot or any uh, way for Nintendo to show us the game by now, then September could work. Now, a reason why they might not have shown the, us the game is because they are waiting for Reggie to be the person to show it. And if if everything lines up in that way and if all the rumors are true about that, then I can see why, even though the game is, is doing much better in terms of development progress, but they decided to hold back for it for April 15 or close to that, then it makes sense. And then I can also see the September date coming back. That's very true, because when I think about, um, I guess, just Reggie going into retirement like for us of course it was all a surprise like we were not expecting to hear that type of news right. but i'm sure nintendo is known for a year now yes <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure they've known for a while that reggie has hit that point where he's ready to just stop working you know retire spend his time and you know essentially play animal crossing in peace um, that, uh, which I don't blame him. I would retire if I could and just play Animal Crossing the rest of the time too. Um, that would definitely be what I would want to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they must have, I believe that. I feel like they could have planned around that and mm -hmm. been like, okay, Reggie, we're going to give you something very special. And I did uh, talk about this in the video. I mentioned the tweet that I sent out after Reggie announced his retirement was coming where I said, you know, my new theory is that Reggie is going to be saying goodbye and we're going to be saying hello to Bowser. Yes. <laughs> and it's going to coincide with an Animal Crossing announcement because, you know, Animal Crossing's the game that's all about like your best friends moving away <laughs> and new friends moving in. Yes. And that's exactly the case. That's the scenario that we're in here. Um so, yeah, I guess, uh, okay, the chat is getting pretty interesting to me. Um, they're talking about physical versus digital w for their purchase Ooh. of Animal <laughs> Crossing. Um, Sergio, you and I, I, we're getting both, I think. Yes. Are we both getting both? Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, uh, I have been all digital for a while now. <laughs> um, since pretty much, I, I went digital when Pokemon X and Y came out. And I was visiting Jackie in Arizona because that's where she went to school for her master's at some point. Mm. Um, but that, I was visiting her and it was the weekend X and Y was coming out. And so like on my way there, I canceled my physical pre-order at GameStop because <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to be here. I can't pick it up. I am going to download it. I've decided I'm going to download it. And Pokemon threw, threw me over the edge because I always kept my games because I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll sell them one day. Right. And then I found out I never sold them. And I especially never <laughs> sold my Pokemon games, um, you know, just to like get rid of a game, buy some more games, you know, right. that sort of thing. And then I was like, I just keep my games. I might as well just have them digitally. And mm -hmm. so that's what threw me over the edge there. But 
Animal Crossing, recently I bought a physical copy of Animal Crossing Population Growing probably about a year ago. And it was a complete version that had like all the the booklet, the original pamphlets, like the advertisements that were in it. (laughs) It had the memory card, the game disc. And I was like, I have to have physical versions of these Animal Crossing games. Yes, yes, (laughs) They just need, there's something that needs to be in my life. And so I always play the digital version but with Animal Crossing, I, I only have one physical Switch game, and that's Zelda, because I got the special edition when the Switch first came out. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the only game I ever got physically. <laughs> um, but Animal Crossing I will have just to literally just to look at the box in the cartridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess how do you feel about digital and physical? I've been embracing the digital realm a, a lot more, and, and I'm I'm happy about it. It's very very convenient. I still prefer getting physical games, mostly just for the single player games. In anything that has multiplayer and that you may want to load quickly and just launch it and, and have it ready without having to dig around for the card, you know. Then I I go digital, and there's a lot of good games that are digital only. So I've been getting a lot of those, and and yeah, the digital is very convenient. Especially, <laughs> you know, the the more uh, advanced technology we have, the, the better, the bigger space, faster loading. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it feels good. It feels right with yes. the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Dragon's comment, the digital realm sounds like Digimon. It totally <laughs> is. I love Digimon. So, yeah, I guess... Um, we like I said, we've got a lot, and I love the chats that are going on here, and everybody listening. I'm very excited to be doing a live show. We planned this one to be at a time where all of our European friends can join us because I feel like they always get left out when we yes. do these. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's fun to see everybody. We're happy you're here, and. Yeah, we've got a lot to go through still. So I guess, did you have anything else to say about, you know, the tweet, release dates, um, digital or physical, or should we just head on to E3? I think we can move on, but just with the the note that, yes, there's a lot of little hints, and I think it could go either way. Something could be um, specifically happening, or it could just be all... Just, you know, it's speculation and causing what's going on, basically. I was talking about this. So either way, Nintendo wins, and either way, we wait. <laughs> yeah, they they are, <laughs> they are hold all of the news. <laughs> and we need somebody to let us know what they're up to. <laughs> right. All right. So let's get into our next topic. Like I said, this is going to be a big piece. We are going through all of the E3s that have featured, and maybe, uh, you know, I'll mention the ones that didn't talk about Animal Crossing as well, (laughs) but this was a lot of research that I did last week. We were going to talk about this with Drama when she was on the show, Um, but as I was going through the notes and building these, I was like, no, this is an entire show (laughs) on my own. It is, it's it's crazy how much it is. Right. (laughs) Um, So let's go ahead and go from the beginning. So for the longest time, uh, well, let me preface this. We always hear Animal Crossing doesn't demo well, and it shouldn't be shown at E3. But a lot of Animal Crossing games are actually shown at E3. Mm -hmm. Um, 
at least in some way, in some little way. And, you know, like it does, the game doesn't necessarily need to demo well to be shown because, you know, a lot of these games aren't even like playable when they're shown off. Exactly. I'm I'm looking at you, PlayStation. (laughs) They're notorious (laughs) for announcing games three to seven years away. And then, you know, you just don't get them for years and years. And they're there at every E3 for that console generation. Ah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so let's get into this. So for the longest time, I thought 2004 was the first time that we saw Animal Crossing at an E3. But I actually found out during this research that 2002 was actually a year that showed Animal Crossing. And this surprised me because 2001 was when Animal Crossing first came out, uh, both in Japan and I think in 2002 it came out in the U.S., um, I think it was like early 2002. I don't remember exactly. I'll, I'll have to double check that sometime. But at this E3, there was this really funny segment where this kid was essentially pitching the game to you. <laughs> and <laughs> it was probably about four to five minutes that was just dedicated to Animal Crossing. And it was mainly focused around how the Game Boy Advance could connect to the GameCube. And Ooh. the the things they talked about were designing clothes on the Game Boy, um, being able to go to the island, using e-reader cards, downloading NES titles. So that list, I mean, it's obvious there are a couple that you could not do. <laughs> there was you can't you couldn't like plug in your game and then design clothes on your three on your. Did I say DS the whole time on your Game Boy Advance? That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you couldn't plug it in and design clothes. You couldn't download NES titles at all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but you did get the ability to go to the island and use e-reader cards. So mm-hmm. um, in case you don't know, e-reader cards were just like Animal Crossing themed cards that you could scan in. And they also had codes written on the back. So you could also type in the code. But if you had the e-reader, oh. you wanted to scan them in. Um, cause that was easier than typing in those really long codes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, essentially like you could get different things like town tunes, clothing, pattern type of things, um, characters. I think there were like special characters that you could only get through the e-reader cards. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because that's like, you know, we kind of adopted that with amiibo cards in way in the future. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so there were some cool features that you could use. Um, Going to the island was the main thing people used the connection for, though. Um, Cap'n would show up by the docks and take you to your own private island where you had another space to fill with things, which I think was good because it gave people a little bit more room to work with. (laughs) Um, Yes. Because space is limited in the first game. Like, you have closets... But they can only carry like certain things and only about three things per closet. So (laughs) you did not have space for stuff like you really could not hoard as well as you could in the the newer (laughs) games. Um, But the interesting thing to me was like being able to download NES titles was one of the ideas that they came up with. Um, And this uh, do you remember recently that somebody had discovered that there was an actual NES emulator built into Animal Crossing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that was connected to this feature. Um, I think mm-hmm. they truly intended to be able to give you 
I guess, downloadable ROMs for the game that you could then play on this blank NES game. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was the most interesting thing to me. Um, but yeah, that was E3 2002. There was like a huge long thing about Animal Crossing. And I was surprised uh, just in general, because I thought the first time we saw Animal Crossing at E3, I thought it was for Wild World, you know? Yeah. And it's it's very interesting that it's, like you said, it's not about an announcement of the game, but it's about features added to it, and especially connecting Nintendo's two systems at the time. I always felt like they could have done a lot more, and maybe they did try based on, you know, the, the list of things that we talked about that ended up not making it in the final connectivity. But it, it it just shows you that Nintendo is always innovating in terms of not just the, the games, but also the hardware and how to connect them and how to tie them back to the game, which is where we're actually playing. It's like a cycle. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of shows that like, uh, I don't know, maybe I think it was a time period where games didn't really get updated. Um, they couldn't mm-hmm. get updated via internet. And so they ra- probably ran out of time and just couldn't implement these other mechanics into yes. it before mm-hmm. it just literally had to ship out. Like <laughs> the game had to get <laughs> right. Give uh, it had to come out in other regions, so they had to cut that development off in some way. Um, but then also it shows like Nintendo's been wanting to connect their systems together for a long time. Like they've right. wanted an ecosystem for their games. And I feel like maybe we're getting that in, um, I guess, in the Switch, I think a lot of people are worried about Pocket Camp integration, and some people want it. Mm. Um, (laughs) But I feel like, judging by what Nintendo has tried to do in the past, they're trying to work in Pocket Camp integration. So I guess for the chat, what do you feel about that? Do you want Pocket Camp to be integrated? Do you not want it to be integrated? Um, let us know. And I see some people are leaving and we thank you for being around and we'll miss you while you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some comments are coming in. Jinko says, not integrated. Mimi says, I want a bit, barely. <laughs> Kek <laughs> says, no. <laughs> Kat <laughs> says, I don't personally. Rin wants a little bit of integration. Um, anyone 45, oof. In a very small way, if any. <laughs> um, Boop says some basic integration, maybe. And yeah, so I think people are going to be torn about how this is. But I think just judging by what Nintendo has done in the past and what they've gone for, they may want to integrate, you know? Yeah, and I think they already confirmed that Fire Emblem Heroes will connect to Fire Emblem Three Houses. I think they said it's going to be a small connection at first, but they're looking into how to connect them further, you know, in the future. It's it's very possible that the thing could be um, their same approach with Pocket Camp. Oh, man. That means I'm going to have to start playing Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, I'm one of the <laughs> few Fire Emblem fans out there. <laughs> it seems like there are a lot of people hating on Fire Emblem these days, which I get. I mean, if you haven't played it, it's a... It's a hard game to get into uh, as well. Like it's so, it's a strategy RPG, and it's hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, let's keep going because, like I said, we have years. We have seventeen years of this. <laughs> um, E3 two thousand three. That's an easy one. There was no coverage during that one. Um, mm. E3 two thousand four. We got a thirty second trailer where Wild World was first shown on the DS. The DS wasn't out at this point, and the game. 
that they showed looked more like population growing. It looked like the GameCube version of Animal Crossing, but on a DS. Mm. Um, and then essentially the only differences was like you had the bottom screen so you could touch, um, use the touch screen to type and design clothes. Um, but outside of that, that was all that was kind of shown. Um, I don't think this was shown like during the presentation at E3. But oh. it was like a trailer kind of thing that came out like on the floor, I think, yes. on the show floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so then 2005, um, we got a little bit more. So there, during the presentation, there was a sizzle reel with Animal Crossing being showed off. And one of the things that was pretty cool to note was that it showed four players on the screen at the same time. So for the first time ever... We were seeing a four-player Animal Crossing game where you could all play together rather yes. than how the <laughs> connectivity worked in the old game where you just, like, went to your friend's town while, they're, while they weren't there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was the first time we were getting, like, actual Wi-Fi connection, like, play over the internet with people, which is yes. pretty cool. Um, we weren't able to do that on Nintendo systems before, <laughs> Um, so Mario Kart and Animal Crossing DS were said to be coming by the end of that year. So that was 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there was an additional trailer for Animal Crossing DS. So at the time it was just called Animal Crossing DS. They hadn't confirmed (laughs) the wild world name quite yet, which makes me wonder if we're going to get a name when we first see this. Um, Mm. because I think that was kind of the same scenario with the, with New Leaf, at least, like we always knew it as Animal Crossing 3DS. We didn't have the name, the title to it, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know what? Thinking back about this in 2005, so Mario Kart DS was Nintendo's first uh, first party, double first, first first party game to be online on the DS. And the second one was Animal Crossing. And I think I think that really speaks about the connectivity aspect of the game. They really went with it. Yeah, and this is, and now that you're saying it like that, like it makes it feel like Animal Crossing is going to be very significant for the online service, the Nintendo Switch online service, because I feel like more than any other game, like I play a lot of Splatoon, but Splatoon's kind of, you know, a niche title for people who play competitively all the time. Um, <laughs> like it, it was no question for me that I was getting the online um Nintendo Switch online service because I had to keep playing Splatoon. Like I wasn't going to stop anytime, you know? So <laughs> with that, like I feel like Animal Crossing is going to be the gateway for a lot of people. Like there are still a lot of people who don't buy into that system and Animal Crossing is probably that game that will draw people in, you know? Mm-hmm. So not only will will Nintendo get a lot of money for selling millions of copies of Animal Crossing, like we know it will, it's going to get a lot of money with people just buying into the online infrastructure that they're setting up, which, you know, it's very light right now, but I think as it goes on, we're going to start to like the online a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yes, and Animal Crossing is perfect because, you know, they, they develop with connectivity in mind. Let's see... Hopefully they get the resources and the ability to go as far as they want with that on on the Switch. Yeah, definitely. So E3 2006, there was a short mention of Animal Crossing 
being connected using We24, which was always a confusing thing to me. Um, the We24, I, I right. never understood the name. <laughs> I, I still don't. <laughs> and um, it was essentially their like online connection service that they had with the Wii, you know? Yeah, it's like making a game or or because, you know, Nintendo loves doing that, making a game out of system, automatic system updates, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty strange. Um, so anyway, so players could visit each other's towns and leave messages. I think they said it with the intention of like people going to your town while you weren't there. Yes. Like, that's the impression that I got from this presentation, um, which, you know, in one way didn't come true until Animal Crossing New Leaf, where you could have the dream suite and go to people's towns while they literally weren't there because <laughs> um, <laughs> you were just in a dream version. And I think mostly they thought about, like, what the reaction would be if somebody logged into their town and all of a sudden they found out somebody just came in and wrecked everything. Um, right. Yes. Because that, that'd be a bummer for everyone. Like you work hard to make your town great, and then somebody comes and ruins it, and that's not fun. Um. So yeah, I, I put a little note here. It looked like features could be added at any time. So they had a bunch of features that were th that they were planning on implementing into the game. Um. But I, I guess I don't remember quite how many came through with it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But Nintendo made it very clear that Animal Crossing was coming, but they didn't really say it yet. So, <laughs> yeah, it was 2006 at the time. It was still pretty early. And, yeah, they, they only really just mentioned Animal Crossing. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't out yet. Right. And it was probably just because, you know, ju we just got Animal Crossing this past winter. Um, so it had been less yes. than a year since the last game had come out. So I think a lot of us were like, oh, yeah, we're still playing Wild World. Take your time, <laughs> Nintendo. We, we, we good. We good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so E3 2007 comes along. There was no mention of Animal Crossing during this one. But then E3 2008 came along. And we had a mm -hmm. segment with our uh, creator, <laughs> Katsuya Eguchi. Um, he was the original creator of Animal Crossing. So this is the mm -hmm. person who's behind the idea of Animal Crossing. Yes. Um, he talked about how he came up with Animal Crossing, kind of his intentions, um, where the software was like intended to be put, m give players a way that they could communicate with each other. Um, so yeah, that was the main basis of the game. And then it casually shows uh, on screen that Animal Crossing is coming to Wii in 2018 uh, or 2008. Mm -hmm. Um and I think they, uh, it also revealed Animal Crossing City Folk as the title at yes. that point. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty casual thing, but it did go into like a whole presentation for it. So it focused on different aspects like the town, um, holidays returning to the game, the city. Um, and then the big thing, the big things were obviously the city and then also communication where they introduced the We Speak system and, they even pointed out that you could write letters to your your friends in other towns and they would get them, which is something we need again. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so the uh, after that, I guess that whole thing, we got five minutes of coverage and we knew the game was coming that same year, which was pretty crazy, you know? Like, that's the quickest turnaround that we've ever gotten for an Animal Crossing game. Yeah, I was really hoping for something similar last year. <laughs> 
I know. I know. I was just like, <laughs> all right, 2018. It's going to be, it's a slow year, Nintendo. Come on, you got to give us Animal Crossing now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that wasn't the case. So E3 2009, there was no Animal Crossing coverage. E3 2010, there was also no coverage, which was surprising to me because I always thought that we got a sizzle reel that showed off Animal Crossing for seven seconds. Um, <laughs> I found out that Animal Cross that sizzle reel was actually at a Japan event later that year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was. So the first time we saw Animal Crossing New Leaf was in 2010, but it wasn't in E3 like I first thought. Hmm. Um, which was just surprising for me because I was I was always mad about that that we went a whole <laughs> year without seeing Animal Crossing. So kind of my fault, but you know, uh, it was. Nine years ago at this point. Of course, I'm not going to remember. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so E3 2011 comes along and we got an Animal Crossing logo at the very end of this E3. And then there was just a trailer kind of released on the side of different games. Um, so the, the I forget what, what was in this presentation, but this one I always thought featured the Animal Crossing trailer, but the trailer was just actually released after the presentation, I think. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, once again, I thought this was shown at E3. I could have sworn. <laughs> <laughs> um, E3 2012, I do remember being angry at this one because I remembered specifically that there was no coverage of Animal Crossing right. on this one. There was a little bit of Animal Crossing, though. There was an Animal Crossing logo that showed up in Nintendo Land, but they didn't even show us the game for Animal Crossing <laughs> in that one, which is, you know, I, I, I've I posted a video of this little game from Nintendo Land um, that is Animal Crossing themed. It's pretty cute. It's pretty fun. I like the art style of it. It's It, it works. It's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and... Yeah, I guess, did you have anything to say about what's going on so far, Sergio? So far, and, and I wanted us to, to discuss this just to make sure that this is correct, but it seems like Animal Crossing New Leaf was never shown at E3. I, I guess at least the logo was, but not the game itself. It was shown, like you said, as part of E3 in the sense that they show a, a video after. And I think it makes a lot of sense because, you know, when we're so excited about E3, we kind of mix everything that happens, whether it's the official presentation or the trailers that happen afterward or even the treehouse events that we get nowadays. It's all like a big ball of announcements during that week. But thinking about it, let, let me know if I'm right, but I, I think New Leaf hasn't been part of E3 um, mainline presentations. Um, it looks like New Leaf was just missed that whole time because yeah. we know that in 2012 the game came out in Japan and then before E3 2013 like barely before yes <laughs> we got it here in the states um and so yeah it it was just a game that kept getting ignored by Nintendo during these presentations and news was so scarce for New Leaf it was yes. so disappointing year after year to be like waiting so long for this game and then never ever seeing it and eventually it was just coming out in japan and we we're like well i think that's why i went so crazy watching like as much footage of animal crossing from japan as i could 
mm-hmm. just because I was like, well, this is the only place that's showing me Animal Crossing because <laughs> apparently Nintendo doesn't want to show me Animal Crossing. So <laughs> it, it's a bummer. It's a real bummer to know that. And like they had so much that they could have shown off for this game. Like it is such a good game. And I was just year after year, I was surprised that there was nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, and I just got to say that 2011 trailer for New Leaf, oh, it's so memorable. And, you know, we watched it so many times, probably hundreds. And just having to wait so long and then it's finally out, but only in Japan and you have to wait. The rest of the world has to wait at least six months. It was really tough, very, very tough. Yeah, and even then, like, we waited so long for news even about the release. Like, yes, it the game came out in Japan. And we're like, okay, cool, cool. So, like, we should be hearing something soon. Then the year ends, and we're like, okay, so come on, where where is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, I think it was in February, we got the actual like, I guess Animal Crossing Direct focused yes. around New Leaf, and then it finally came out. Um, but yeah, E3 was always a dark time for Animal Crossing at this point. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess I'll go on. E3 2013. Nothing directly, I guess, Animal Crossing game related, but we did get the villager reveal in Smash 4 mm-hmm. at E3 2013, um, which is awesome. I'm I'm really glad villager got to be a character in Smash, finally. <laughs> Um, E3 2014, it was more Smash stuff. Isabel was shown off as an <laughs> assist trophy in Smash 4. And Animal Crossing character images were shown while showing animal or er, amiibo figures. So E3 mm. 2014 was when amiibo, I think, were revealed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we kind of got a bunch of like different game logos that would have amiibo tied to them. So Animal Crossing came up. Um, so yeah, we I was excited to see Animal Crossing amiibo for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. And this would have been a nice um, E3 to to learn a little bit about the future of the series. But no, it was just like you said, Smash and Amiibo, which is which are basically two other platforms for Nintendo to integrate their franchises. It's it's nice, you know, that Animal Crossing is always present in this type of all enclosing Nintendo franchises. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I guess that was, I'd say those feel like everything was leading up to something. Um, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. once New Leaf came out, the Wii U was out at this point and all of us were expecting Animal Crossing on the Wii U. We were like, there has to be something coming. <laughs> we, we want something to happen with the Wii U. And at that point, I think I would have been fine with like a updated New Leaf, you know? Um, just because it was so close to New Leaf's release, like 2013 to 2015. That's only been a couple years since the game was out for us. Um, so anyway, so E3 2015 rolls around and we got several Animal Crossing things during this one. So the first was that Super Mario Maker. Well, I guess the whole Happy Home Designer, uh, Trailer? Yeah, I guess it was a trailer. Yes. So the Happy Home Designer trailer was prefaced with a Super Mario Maker clip where Mario gets a power-up mushroom and turns into Isabel, <laughs> which was pretty cool. So we knew Isabel was going to be a costume for Super Mario Maker, which we haven't gotten that before, but it was exciting, you know? 
Um, right. So from there, we got a Happy Home Designer trailer. It showed off Amiibo cards. It gave us a release date, and it looked super cute. I've got to say, Happy Home Designer is an adorable game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still I still love it to this day. I know it. there's essentially one thing to do in the game, but it's a pretty... They did a good job with that one oh, thing. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, after that, there was the world premiere of Amiibo Festival, which everybody was confused about. Um, and we got, but we did get Animal Crossing Amiibo figures out of it. And then at the very end, they said it was coming out holiday 2015. So, yeah, we, that's essentially what we got uh, for during the presentation. And yes. I did want to specify that that was during because we did get. Nintendo right. Treehouse stuff for the next couple days that featured Animal Crossing. Um, pretty early on day one, we got Happy Home Designer footage, which was, I loved it. I thought that game looked so cute. After watching the Treehouse, I was like, yes, I'm getting this for sure. I mean, I was already getting it because it was Animal Crossing. Right. <laughs> but I knew at that point that I was going to love the game. <laughs> um, and then day two, we got Amiibo Festival, which was still confusing, and I was like, I'm getting it because it's Animal Crossing, but <laughs> it still doesn't look that fun. I don't know why it doesn't look that fun. I would think that an Animal Crossing party game would be fun, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess, w w do you remember E3 2015? Oh, yes, definitely. You know, I don't think we have ever either discussed on the show or, or even just talked about our reactions to, to Amiibo Festival. I remember I was super excited because you see three characters. I know one of them was KK for sure. You see them walking out from the train station. And I got I got so excited. My friend Danny was here with me. And then as soon as I saw there was a board game, I just went quiet. <laughs> and I didn't <sighs> say anything. And I just, in my mind, I was thinking, well, we have Happy Home Designer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have Happy Home Designer. It's like... At least there was something great coming. Um, <laughs> and Amiibo figures, at least. But yeah, the Amiibo Festival, I was excited because I, I personally love board games. I was always a huge fan of um, the Mario Party series. And I was mm -hmm. like, cool, an Animal Crossing skin for Mario Party is exactly <laughs> what I would like. Um, but now, you know, we kind of get like a Mario skin for... Um, bad Mario Party, even from Mario Party games, um, at least for some of them. But yeah, I don't know. It just didn't pull it off. It didn't pull off what I thought like a Animal Crossing party game would be. Yes. Um, I just felt like it didn't play with the, the features of Animal Crossing well enough. Um, right, right. Yeah, so I, I was optimistic because... It's cute, and it did look really good. Like, the HD oh, Animal yes. Crossing look was great. But, yeah, overall, I was like, I'm getting it. <laughs> but I don't know how excited I am about that. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us were probably more excited for the Amiibo figures. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and I think a lot of us just kind of bought a ton of Amiibo figures anyways. Yes. <laughs> without getting the game, so... It was cool. <laughs> All right, so we're we're at the home stretch now. These are the last 
three years of E3. So 2016, I do want to note this was the last E3 without the Nintendo Switch. So um, this was the last (laughs) pre-Nintendo Switch E3, you could say. And it was a weird one because there was practically no coverage. Um, There there wasn't really a presentation or anything. Um, It opens with Reggie. And he essentially introduces Zelda, um, Breath of the Wild, which people have been waiting for forever. Going through this, I noticed that I think E3 2014 set Zelda for 2015. And then that never happened. It got delayed. <laughs> um, right, right. Obviously, it's 2017. Um, but yeah, like uh, it was all mainly focused on Zelda. There were some other things during the treehouse, but that was essentially it. That was all we got. Like we knew at this point that the Wii U was at the end of its life. Um, We knew there was a new um, console on the way. And Mm -hmm. so we didn't expect anything too crazy from Nintendo, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that gets us to the last two years, which E3 2017 did not have Animal Crossing. Um, this one I did not think would have Animal Crossing, so I kind of expected that. And then E3 2018 also did not have Animal Crossing. And this one oh. I did think would have Animal Crossing. Uh, yes. <laughs> and a lot of you were here live once again for that show. <laughs> uh, it was so sad. Right. Oh. <laughs> we were all just so disappointed back then. <laughs> uh, Nina says, don't remind us. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we were bummed. But now we're, we're looking into the future at this point. E3 2019 is only a few months away, less than three months now, since we're, it's going to be on June 11th. I think it's two months and a half or so, you know? <laughs> and yeah, I guess, what are you thinking for this? I know we started the show by talking about there being possible news for Animal Crossing in April. Do you think it's more likely that we'll, not get news in April and it'll just be saved for E3? Do you think we're going to get news at both? Or do you think Mm. we're just not going to get news about Animal Crossing at all? I think it's more likely that we will hear about it before, either in April or in May, just a little bit, and they're going to say that you're going to learn a lot more at E3. I think if that doesn't happen, it's still very likely that we'll see a lot of it at E3. I, I really don't think there's uh, well, there is potential, you know, for a delay, sadly. I think there's very, very low percentage, 15% at the most, that it's going to be a, a 2020 game. So, yeah, I think it's very mo- most more likely that we'll hear about it at least a little bit before E3. Yeah, I think, uh, like, uh, I'm kind of confident in April 15th just because there's just too much, like, ma- matching up for Animal Crossing at that point. Um but I think before that tweet that we got just this past Monday, um, I guess this show comes out for everybody else on Tuesdays, but not yesterday, but the week before. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just feel like since that tweet, I've kind of been changing toward that, like, we might get news in Animal Crossing. But before it, I was very much like, no, we, we've just got to wait for Animal Crossing to see anything about this game. I don't think we're going to see anything until E3. Um, right, right. 
And for a little bit, I was even like, oh, man, Nintendo's going to skip Animal Crossing at E3, aren't they? (laughs) And I was bummed. Maybe it was while I was going through these E3s and just being like, man, no love from Nintendo. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And I'm blaming, I blame everybody who says that Animal Crossing doesn't demo well. I don't care if it doesn't demo well. I just want to see a trailer. Don't ruin that for me or anybody else. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's just a platform to show the games you're working on. Everyone is looking at you, so this is like the perfect opportunity to show the game regardless of what type it is. Like you said, there's games that are shown that haven't even come out in like seven, eight years, so why not show it? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I really hope they show us some stuff. And I guess while we're on complaining, this will conclude... Our E3 throughout the years for Animal Crossing, our history of E3 at least. And Sergio, like I said, we're complaining and you've got a complaint about Animal Crossing Switch. And I have not read what your complaint is, so this is all going to be news to me right now. Nice. So yeah, I I do. And I've been thinking about this for, for the last few weeks. Yeah, we don't know anything about the game. We don't know the date, the title. We don't really know if what I'm going to complain about is a possibility, but I think it's almost a guarantee. And it's already (laughs) ticking me off, really bothering me. So what I'm talking about, um, if you, if we go back in time to, let's go with New Leaf. And, you know, we got the game and we're loving the game. Everything is great. Life is amazing. And then the first Saturday comes along, Saturday night after you get New Leaf. You might expect to be able to just go see KK Slider, you know, at 8 p.m. But that is actually not the case. Um, if you may recall, you have to unlock Club LOL, which is KK's venue in New Leaf. You have to upgrade your store. You had to earn 100 points as a town major to be able to unlock uh, public work projects. So you had to do that too. You had to get petition signatures to unlock Club LOL. And then you had to wait even more. You had to wait between four to eight days for the final club to unlock before the next Saturday you could see KK. And I mean, I, I just don't understand because KK has always been a staple of the series. And in the first game in population growing, as far as I recall, you, you didn't have to unlock him. He was always there in front of the train station on Saturdays. So I, I don't see why they had to lock him in New Leaf. Um, I guess it, it makes sense in a way because they want to add more features to the game as you're playing. And like I said, I think it's most likely that Animal Crossing Switch is going to be the same thing. So, yeah, I'm I'm bummed out that the first Saturday after the game comes out, it's probably not going to be a Kiki's Lighter show and until at least a couple of weeks. But I also wanted to ask you if there's any feature that the game has locked um, that you would want from day one. Probably a feature that wasn't locked in previous games, you know? You are totally right about that. Um, because, yeah, KK Slider was always just somebody that you could go to at the very beginning. Like, if you started your game in population growing Wild World City Folk on Saturday, that same night, you could go and see KK Slider. Right, right. Um, like, he was just something, somebody that you could count on to be there every single Saturday. And then, yeah, it was locked for a long time. Like, it took me a long time to get Club LOL and eventually see KK Slider in the game. Um, yeah. It felt like a month, you know? 
And that's a, uh, that's so that's forever. I think I was able to buy mu- his music from the store before I saw him live. Oh yes, mm-hmm. which is not the right way to go. <laughs> and so, no. okay, while you were saying this, I w- I was having a daydream in my mind of because <laughs> this has been we're gonna go into like unpopular opinions about what we want to see in Animal Crossing a little bit later. Um. A little bit of a spoiler for the future of the, the of this episode, <laughs> but one of my unpopular opinions, which might be unpopular, I don't know how many people want it, but I kind of want to be earning a lot of things, or at least giving given the opportunity to grow things a lot. But mm. when I see it with the trajectory of like KK Slider's career, I think I want to see KK Slider in this game start off in front of the train station, camper station, gates, wherever he sets up, or in the coffee shop, if you even have a coffee shop, I don't know, (laughs) outside the museum, wherever. I want to, maybe he rotates positions every week and goes from different (laughs) places, but I want to see him busking on the street again. For those of you who don't know, I'm I'm a musician. Busking is just when people play music on the street for money. Um, but I want to see K.K. Slider start his career like that, from the bottom. And uh. <laughs> then eventually he works up and like starts his own record store venue type of place where you can buy all of his music and everything. But yeah, that's how I would like to see K.K. start out. Just like on the streets, you know, connecting with the people, going back yeah. to his roots where it's yeah. all about the music, man. um so that was my that was my daydream while you were telling me about this like i want to earn kk slider a really great venue where he can play because you know like if anybody's gonna deserve it for their talent kk slider is the guy Um, yes yes and this would be great for that and it would allow him to be around from day one like you said um out in the street maybe in different locations but as we go through the game and as we get more things we can unlock venues for him bigger and bigger ones but he can be there from the very first saturday which is what i want yeah and maybe you know like usually he gives your he gives you his music for free and everything but maybe this time you get the option to donate some bells to him and maybe he's just raising money to kick off his career too um right so like you find um maybe i mean now i'm thinking like it'd be fun if it were just a game as well like you would find him in one place and be like oh hey man i really like what you're doing play me a jam here's some money for that song you just played (laughs) and you know the record that you just gave me and then you 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 leave for a little bit um maybe go into your house or something to go listen to the record and then you walk out and he's not there anymore but he's moved positions and then you can listen to more than one song and get more than one song in a night you know and just be like oh man i just listened to that album it was great i want more (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah no i i would just love to see him start from like humble beginnings you know yes yeah, so it would be fun. Um, and then as far as your question about like things that are locked at the beginning, I was trying to think of stuff, but there's things that we do earn over time in New Leaf. There's the dream suite, there's the upstairs a- exhibits in the museums. Um, Ooh. Even mm-hmm. on day one, I don't think you can go to the street pass portion of your town. 
No, no. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if I would necessarily change some of those, um, just because I do like the idea of earning them. Like they don't exist in your town until you've like done plenty of work to make it exist in your town. You know. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's fun to have it kind of bare bones, but. Introducing ways for characters to show up, like you have Katrina, who's doing her fortunes. Like she's there once a week to give you a fortune, but eventually, like she finds out your good business, and you she can open <laughs> her doors to your town, you know, full time. Right, right. Um, and then even Gracie, who's like traveling to show off her, uh, you know, show off her clothing and that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess introducing ways for characters to still show up like once a week before they have a permanent spot in the town because it's still growing. I think that's fun. I think that's a fun thing to earn and get, you know? Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm really excited about this now. (laughs) I really want to (laughs) see, I can't wait to see what they do with KK slider. That's always a really exciting part of the game for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Um, did you add more? I th- did you have more questions about this topic? No, no, that was it. Just my my preluding complaint because, yeah, you know, more more likely than not, he's he's gonna have to be unlockable, but maybe maybe not. <laughs> okay, well then, this is a good time to let everybody know about the big news that's uh, that we've got. But Jackie is going to be joining us for this next segment. Um, there will be a little bit of setup time involved. I'll still be here. You'll be able to hear it and everything. Um, but we are going to have a new segment with Jackie. It's going to be pretty fun, I think. So I'm going to get her yeah. and I'll be muted for a little bit. But yeah, uh, you, Sergio, you don't have to stop recording. We'll just, you know, I'll yes. edit <laughs> this part out in order to make it all make sense to the show when it is edited and everything. So, yes. yeah, this is a long episode, everybody, and I hope you're having <laughs> fun. Um, but, yeah, this, there's two segments left for this. We've got Jackie's new segment and then, of course, Haken's Villager Corner. So, yeah, I will be back momentarily. One sec. Welcome to the part of the podcast in which a novice Animal Crossing viewer gives expert advice on how to improve the game. This is Picture This with Jackie. Hi everyone, thanks for having me, and I'm emphasizing novice here. I have just been sort of backseat watching Chewy play for, I guess, all the time we've been married. And <laughs> and uh, I've come up with a few ideas myself on what could the game could contribute or add to improve it. Okay, so mm-hmm. Sergio and Chewy, you know how... Um, this is related, I promise. But you know how when you go bowling, you can have the bumpers that keep the ball from falling off the off the lane? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so usually this is the case if you're a kid or just like a really bad adult. <laughs> <laughs> Which is some of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of us definitely need that. Um, okay. Picture this. You're walking in your village, picking up some flowers, enjoying the sunset, Maybe you're headed to an overlook point on the edge of a moderate cliff. Maybe see where I'm going with this. Um, (laughs) You're not being careful, and suddenly you fall off the edge. And then in midair, as the wind is rushing past your face, you realize before you hit the ground that you forgot to click the bubble that says, yes, bumpers. 
So what I'm proposing <laughs> is basically the addition that allows you to play with bumpers or not. Um, if you select no bumpers, then there's no invisible hand keeping you from making those silly mistakes of falling off something. Um, obviously, you can't walk through furniture or solid objects, um, but you can damage stuff and possibly injure yourself. <laughs> so, so I mean, like, in, it, it might be fun in the case of, like, you want to jump off a little rock or, like, you know, the edge when you're sort of going down that ramp to the beach. Um, but, you know, there's more dangerous situations. Um, and there's sort of physical consequences you might face as a result. So maybe if you if you make that large fall, um, you may have a limp for a little while. You know, your little person will be sort of moving a little more slowly. You can't necessarily run. <laughs> maybe some like little stars pop up around their head if they're feeling pain. Um, and then... Um, you know, I really like this idea that you might have to wear crutches for a little while. Like your little character <laughs> will have to be like, um, like moving around like this. And so I really think this would be a good way to employ that dart frog, you know, the yellow and black one. What's his name? Oh, I don't know. I don't know he's what his a, name he's is. He's a nurse or a doctor. Yeah. Um, he, I know which oh, one you're talking okay. about. Right, he, right, right. He wears the little like mask yeah. thing on his face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, a bit of a sanitary kind of <laughs> I see him being very careful um, and then the other nurse or doctor you said that she was a tapir sort of this like anteater like creature yeah she's oh, kind of okay. like runs the dream suite yeah kind of th yeah yeah so my thinking is like okay you fall you get hurt you go to them they kiss your boo-boo maybe give you a <laughs> cast uh, some crutches but then you could also like walk around town and get that cast signed from your from your friends wouldn't that be cool <laughs> that would be cute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's basically my picture this synopsis what do you think? <laughs> well, I think it's funny because <laughs> there are, I guess, situations or there are existing things in Animal Crossing that kind of point towards some sort of like health plan sort of thing. Um, <laughs> for example, Wild World, Lyle was, he's a little river otter, um, but he would always show up outside your house and he'd like chase you around your little area oh, and he'd be like, hey, I want to sell you some insurance. <laughs> and he, he would sell you insurance that actually kind of worked where like, where if you shook a tree and a bee came out and the, the bee stung you, you would get, like, next day, a letter from Lyle where he would give you, like, a hundred bells toward the medicine that you took to <laughs> fix your bee <laughs> sting. All right. Um, so, yeah, he, he was a fun character. He was, like, so sleazy, kind of like, oh, yeah, you see here we got insurance. It's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe there now there might be more risk involved than just, like, a bee sting. I mean, unless you're, like, deathly allergic. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the little crutches idea. I think that's pretty cute <laughs> because that's something we haven't been able to do. And... It's funny because a lot of people are kind of saying they want modes of transportation. And I think of crutches as a funny <laughs> mode of transportation. <laughs> like they want things like skateboards or scooters yeah. or bikes. And I'm like, what if you fall off and get hurt? <laughs> and then you have to wear crutches. Yeah. But I like the idea of it not being a prop and it being a necessity because I feel like it could get problematic if people like wanted to use wheelchairs and, you know, 
um, yeah, that might get like a little iffy. But if your character has experienced some pain or had an injury, then I think that would be okay. <laughs> yeah, so it seems like people have some questions here. Oh, yeah, shoot. Um, one question from Tab is, would you die? <laughs> uh, would Rossetti then yell at you in game car accidents? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm leaning towards no. <laughs> I don't think that would be. Yeah, I'm thinking that the extent of the injury could like only be sort of like to a certain, I don't know, extent. And it may only affect you maybe the next couple days. But that you know, no one's going to get, like, severely, like, crippled on this, <laughs> oh. on this no bumpers thing. It's about as dangerous, maybe, as bowling is. <laughs> With, you know, we're not standing at the end of the bowling lane. <laughs> yeah. The ball's not coming toward us all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, the one, in uh, one very interesting thing to me is that, like, a lot of people really want cliffs to come back to Animal Crossing kind of in a more significant way than New Leaf, where the essentially the only cliff you had went down to the beach, you oh. know? And so in the old games, like, you had a cliff that kind of gave you a different layer to your town. And I've gone back and played in Animal Crossing Population Growing, where we had tiered towns that could be up to, like, two cliffs. And the the hard part about that was that it's hard to navigate that because of the kind of bumper idea that you're having where like you can't right, really right. you can't jump off a cliff and be <laughs> on the other end of it you have to like find the ramp where you could go up and down and so i don't know i feel like to some extent like mountain climbing gear could be pretty cool too. <laughs> or a little rock climbing, like if you could walk, i don't know, have like little places where you could reach and climb up. Yeah. That would be neat. Yeah, that'd be cool to implement little rock climbing areas that let you go up and yeah. down your cliff a little bit better. I'd like that. And then you could fall off and have to go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it more fulfills that role. Because I mean, right, you buy and sell stuff. You're interacting with people who have jobs like that. But do you really ever go to like the doctors for something? I mean, I don't know. I'm like actually asking. There's only one, <laughs> I guess, kind of doctor area and that's just in like the side game happy home designer where you design a oh. doctor's office but outside of that not really you don't really you like use the facilities no in that way oh hi sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah not really in that way um well i think it's time this would be the perfect way to introduce it <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe that's gonna happen i'm just like guessing everything that's gonna happen with the animal crossing switch <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is uh, did you have anything else to say about this idea no that's it i will come back with some more picture this uh episodes in the future depending on when you record this next uh but probably the next couple weeks maybe <laughs> have to wait a bit Awesome. Yeah, so this is, like I said, this is an experimental thing where we get a person who has very little experience with Animal Crossing, not in a bad way, but just like, you know, in a, a novice Animal Crossing <laughs> fan, <laughs> giving their thoughts just based on what they see me do in Animal Crossing. Um, well, yeah, that was fun. It was fun to have you on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> 
So this moves us directly into our next segment, which I think matches up well with this previous one, because we're going to ask <laughs> this Haken's Villager Corner question, because I'm sure some of you are very confused <laughs> by the ideas proposed, um, which is okay. <laughs> we understand. Jackie and I always joke about how these things are going to be taken by the fans. We, we imagine like some political slam piece where people are like, Jackie thinks she can do this in Animal Crossing. Wrong. <laughs> so we joke about it. <laughs> Bobby Newport. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. Um, no, but this actually does lead directly into this Haken Villager Corner question. So yeah, this show is almost over. This has been so long, but so fun. <laughs> um, so for those of you who don't know, Haken's Villager Corner is where we ask a question to our supporters on Patreon, and they get an answer every week and, you know, essentially have their voices heard on the show. So this week's question was, what is something you want in Animal Crossing Switch that might not be a popular option for others? <laughs> um, so yeah, as you can see, this led directly into this, <laughs> this question. Um, so Sergio, we'll do the usual thing where we go back and forth. Um, do you want to start? Yes. Our first answer is by Verity B. And the answer is, I know of a lot of people who don't like this idea. I wouldn't mind having campers to travel to and from your friends' towns. When we arrive, we could park at their campsite, maybe allow people to use their pocket camp campers too. I don't play pocket camp and hope it's not going to be implemented too much into the new game, but I would settle for campers being transferred over. I would still like a train to take us to the city, hopefully if that's brought back, in a boat to the island. So campers, yes, I, I, I think that would work really well. I, I, I see what um, Birdie B is saying. If the campers are back, that means there's a lot of pocket camp integration. Yeah, like Birdie said, not necessarily. Just the camper, that, that would work by itself. I have always been pro campers in yes. our town. Like I want <laughs> to be driving down to our new town in Animal Crossing. And, you know, I essentially want that to be our mode of transportation between each other's towns because not only I don't know it gives us something else that we can customize and decorate and grow the okay motors crew comes back and on top of that like when you visit somebody they can visit your camper and have something to see while you're doing your thing in their town you know right right <laughs> yeah so I'm pro this idea yes <laughs> um so Dragonflame323 says, Dungeon crawler elements like in Stardew Valley. It might not fit with the tone of the series, but it would be really exciting for me and would be a very refreshing gameplay loop to have available in addition to our other daily mundane routines. Yes. Oops. I bumped my mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. Um, this is... I really like the mines in Stardew Valley. I spent a lot of time doing that aspect of it. Um, I kind of wonder how they'll work in like combat or anything. Um, but it would be <laughs> fun. I, I, cause I, I've mentioned on the show before, like I would love to have special areas that we go through uh, to where you can collect more ores to customize your furniture. You can get more mushrooms to put around your town in this like special forest or in this cave. But like, yeah, I like that idea of having like kind of a dungeon place that you go to that's like new every time you go to it, but gives yes. you 
access to more resources that you don't have as much access to normally, you know? Yes, definitely. And I think a big part of it would be inviting some of your villagers over. You could select from the ones you have and just switch them around. It would basically, it could really work even as a, like a mini version of Desert Island Escape that you can play every day on a different location. Yeah, and I'm seeing the chat say, uh, Dragon says, it's where the tarantulas and scorpions live out of season. And <laughs> that is a, co- a cool idea, too. Like, it'd be cool to see a tarantula oh. or scorpion, like, as, like, a boss at the end of this cave. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then you can get hurt, like Jackie said. You'll get knocked out, saved by somebody, and you'll have to walk on crutches for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that would work. Yeah, definitely. Next answer is by Tab. I don't want a Bebo figure or card card compatibility unless they come out with new options for people who have not collected those things. I don't want to be restricted from getting some in-game items or getting certain villagers to move to my town because I did not purchase items that came out years before the game did. This is a very good point. I think if they want to use Amiibo... um, integration in the game there has to be a way to circumvent that like Tav said for people that may not want any or just didn't get any either back then or now it, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't have to be locked behind those items yeah and I agree like if we're gonna get uh, extensive amiibo functionality again like they need to release them all again the cards specifically oh like, yes you can yes. still find figures all over the place because nobody bought amiibo festival and they just wanted the figures <laughs> um, <laughs> but the cards like they need to show up again we need to have more of them available and we need the sanrio cards to come to the u.s <laughs> <laughs> because right now I would have to pay $180 and I always regret that I didn't import them when they were 20. Oh. <laughs> so it, it makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> Lyalatron says, I would like to choose at the beginning of the game whether I'm going to be the mayor, shop owner, or coffee house owner before I start. Then the story would change to suit that choice. I'd like the option to see things from a first person perspective at times too. Oh, that these are interesting because I think (laughs) one of the big things outside of like cooking in Animal Crossing, the other thing people were torn about was having different jobs, um, at least in the comments that I got on my videos. And so I I wonder how people would respond to having options for how they play the game. Um, And I wonder, like, because they need to give you some reason that being a shop owner or a coffee house owner they need to show us why that would be a better option than being the mayor because <laughs> um, the mayor is like that's a pretty good gig um it's like yes. you get to customize your whole town and everything um so i don't know like it, i guess there's like different gameplay elements that they could play with to make all of these jobs work you know yeah, yeah, I'm I'm already seeing a scenario where you're the mayor, and you you decide to give it up, and, and you run the coffee shop for a bit, and then you hear that the next mayor, it's it's implementing a curfew, and you're like, what? No, <laughs> I have to I have to get my major job back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> next answer is by Evie Rose. Not sure if this is unpopular or not, but to be honest, I'd like to see the return of the city or something like it. 
In City Folk, I loved that you could travel by bus to a whole new place, and the city was so cute and full of life. I feel like the main street in New Leaf lacked that a bit, and I don't know, I just like the idea of getting the bus to somewhere outside town. Yes, I, I, I kind of agree with this. I think Main Street or the city could be bigger. It could have a more defined distinction between your town and the city. It, it might be nicer to just keep them... Mm, not separated, but more distinct. Like, you, you can tell you're in a different place. You know, this makes me think, like, I kind of want us to be able to customize the look of our main street. Um, and we got a little bit of this in Happy Home Designer, where you could choose, like, what exterior you wanted for the shops that were, right, you know, right. popping up there. But it'd be cool, like, if we go back to, like, Lyalatron's thing, like, say you picked your job where you're a uh, a designer instead of the mayor kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it'd be cool if like your business would get approached by other businesses around and they'd be like, Oh, I want a new look for my shop. I feel like it's not pulling in enough customers because it doesn't look great. And then you get to redesign their shop and make it look how you would want it to look, you know? <laughs> um, right, right. So it, it'd be cool to see because then like that kind of lets you separate it from your town, for example. Like, if you want it to look kind of like the city and city folk, it'd be cool to have, like, skins that let you pull that off, you know, for your town. Right. Yeah, so Sacha505 says, Honestly, I don't want Animal Crossing Switch to be connected to Pocket Camp at all. I have collected a lot of furniture in Pocket Camp, but I don't want to get any of it in Animal Crossing Switch. Getting all of that furniture would feel like cheating. I would like it if we all started from scratch and build our town and catalog up slowly. It'll feel much more rewarding that way. A new game, a fresh start. Also, all that furniture wouldn't fit in my tiny new home. But yeah, this is definitely <laughs> not a popular opinion. Um, I mean, it is for some people, I think. I think people are very torn about what they want as far as like pocket camp connection, you know? Right, right. I hadn't thought about bringing bringing back your items. I, I agree with Sacha myself. Yeah, and I always agree with that too. Like it's hard to, I always kind of like the beginning of Animal Crossing where you don't have too much. I like to be able to just do, uh, do things that I feel are growing the town in some way and making it bigger. And so having all of these items at your disposal at the very beginning feels like it takes away those limits that you have at the beginning that really make the beginning of the game enjoyable to me. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Next we have Grizzly Nina, and she says, I think I've absorbed this idea from you, Chewie, but I want my town to start out in squalor. Give me weeds and dilapidated buildings. Give me <laughs> famine and flea outbreaks. Oh, man. Give me dry rivers and skeletal trees. <laughs> I want to build up my village from ruin. I want a regrowth that rivals that rain scene from The Lion King. <laughs> I I'm for this too. <laughs> I want a town that is kind of in need of help. Like that's why they're getting a new mayor, you know? That's why they've elected you. I want them to have I I want you to feel like you're building this town up and you have a role in everybody's lives to make it better, you know, make it a better place. Yeah. 
Yeah, imagine our albums, uh, video or photograph albums, the, the progress that we would see. That would be <laughs> night and day, basically. Yeah, this is my home when I started, and this is my home now. <laughs> It'd be cool to see that, like, genuinely look improved, you know? Yes. Because yes. when you start, you, you have a cute home from the get-go. Even yeah. the little tent that they give you at the beginning is adorable. <laughs> and, you know, it'd be nice to make maybe not have it look as adorable as it could be. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Sarah says, it seems like this is more of a 50-50 opinion rather than one that's completely unpopular, but I am 100% in favor of Amiibo functionality and some sort of Pocket Camp compatibility. However, if I had to choose one over the other, I'd rather have the Amiibo functionality. I'd feel kind of cheated after spending so many so much money on cards and figures to not even be able to use them in any way. I would be very, very surprised if Animal Crossing Switch doesn't support pre-existing Amiibos. As for Pocket Camp, all I want is compat- compatibility that benefits PC players without taking anything away from non-PC players or hurting the game's economy. And yeah, so this both of hers fall kind of on the other side of the previous um, right, right. answers. So a 50-50 opinion could be accurate here. <laughs> um, yes, definitely. But yeah, like it sounds like Sarah's more of like, you know, if we can have that type of connection, let's just have it. Let's, uh, we'll, people won't be too worried. I feel like people won't be too worried with the Pocket Camp stuff because you know what? play pocket camp it's a good game now (laughs) i think you should really try it again i think the game now is at a much better place than it was before and there's an event going on right now with really cute balloon furniture which i would rather shoot down this balloon furniture from balloons than the balloon furniture that we got in new leaf just saying (laughs) it's a lot better now Nice, and and I I do think Amiibo functionality is is pretty much a shoe in. Uh, like like we said, um, another comment before. Maybe there's a way to get the same content by playing the game. Maybe it's just gonna take you longer. But yeah, I think it it benefits Nintendo to use the Amiibo that are out there, and like you said, to bring them back. It's this is a perfect chance. Yeah, I I think it'd be fun. Um, my w- one fear. My biggest fear of Amiibo stuff is that they give us redesigned Amiibo things that have, uh, like, say we get that 450 card set again, but they're all redesigned, but they do the same thing as the existing set. My fear is that I'm going to want to collect them all. <laughs> because I uh, I have, like, all the other ones, and I'm not going to feel right without them. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that that's my main fear, just that I'm going to be f- buying more Amiibo than I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and our last answer for the week is by Trebiboo. And the answer is, something I would like in Animal Crossing Switch that I think wouldn't be popular amongst all fans would be the option for customizable villagers or downloadable villagers. Fans of different franchises would have villagers based on those. For example, a pack of Zelda franchise villagers or villagers based on each member of Luna corresponding with their animal. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. You know, I guess it would begin with Nintendo franchises, but 
Animal Crossing has already connected with games like Monster Hunter, so anything goes. And, and if it's DLC or if you can get it by buying those other games and you get additional content in Animal Crossing, yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. That would actually be pretty interesting to see because it gives people more opportunities to make, like, because when people make a themed town, often they think, like, oh, I want to make a theme that's based on the this franchise like the Zelda franchise for example is a, right. is a good example because there are so many Zelda villagers in the game that you could fill your town with the Zelda villagers and a couple other villagers that fit that franchise pretty well and you can have a Zelda themed town like having a Nintendo themed town for a certain game that'd be pretty interesting yeah yeah and it but it also like that would worry me because that feels like something that would be a DLC option, like something that they would yes. sell. And yes. mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, uh, definitely from the comments I've seen, like just don't want to see like micro transaction types of DLC added to the game. Um, mm-hmm. I think me. You and me, we are different in the sense of, like, we don't mind seeing, like, a huge update to Animal Crossing come maybe, like, three years down the line that we pay 20 bucks for or something. Right, um, right. Just to give us more longevity to the game, you know? But yes. I think, like, having little things pop up every month like that, that's going to eat into our wallets for sure. And, you know, just in general, make people feel turned off by this Animal Crossing game where they can't really get everything because it's just locked behind money, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not for it. I would buy everything. <laughs> but but I don't want to. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, it's dangerous because we, we would buy everything, even if we don't want to. <laughs> like, they, they would force our hands, and they know they can take advantage of us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this has been a long show. We really want to thank everybody for joining us today. There's been, there was a lot to cover. We've done some new things here. We've gone through a lot of things, but we really wanted to make it like a really special live show for everyone um, that, you know, that all of you could come to, or at least most of you. We tried to make it, like I said, at a good time for most people. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yeah, so I hope you all had fun. I I've definitely had fun. Um and yeah, it's been great having you all here. Um I guess should we ask I don't I can't think of anything on the spot. Do we have another question for people on the show, Sergio? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess um do you think uh we're going to see Animal Crossing soon? <laughs> <laughs> Spirit of Ace says yes. Sarah says yes. <laughs> uh, Dragonflame, will AC have a Choco Mint item? <laughs> Mimi says yes. <laughs> Emily Coconut, yes. <laughs> Victini, dude, yes. <laughs> Mimi, hopefully again. Topaz 10, April 15th. Diana, it's in the stars. <laughs> um, Kat, can soon be tomorrow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, yeah, of course, everybody's going to say yes. We're, we want, oh, Grizzly Nina, am I the only pessimist here? <laughs> um, what, how would you feel if we see something on April 1st? Oh, man, I'd, I would have to question everything. 
<laughs> I, 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 I can see Nintendo doing a joke and then it turns out it wasn't a joke. Blanca is the new mascot for Animal Crossing. April 1st will be her day to sh show off everything. Um, Joker should be announced on April 1st. That's a good point from Dragonflame. Oh. <laughs> um, maybe on April 1st we do get something. Maybe... Let's check the date on April 1st. That is also a Monday. <laughs> Still a weird day, everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm for it. I think it'd be great. And I'd love to see a Nintendo April Fool's Direct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you all so much for listening. If you want to be part of the conversation on all things Animal Crossing, join the Discord. I have a link in the description of this podcast. It's totally free to join. You don't have to be a patron. And if you do join, you can get Sergio and my friend codes. If you do want to become a patron and have your voice heard like in the Sahakin Villager corner, please visit patreon.com slash Nintendo. For just a dollar, you can support our show, get tons of cool things, and you can see our current goals to improve the show and our content. And last week, if any of you saw that new art that we have, that is all money from patrons. That is what I use it for. I use it to improve the show. And yeah, I really appreciate the support. We've got a goal right now to reach $100 a month, and I will get my very own capture card for the 3DS so Sergio and I can do more things. And I can send Sergio his 3DS back because I'm, I'm hogging it right now. <laughs> um... <laughs> And then outside of that, if you are watching or listening on YouTube, please leave a comment about what you think of Nintendo's tweet and if you think it means news for Animal Crossing is on the way. And please leave a review of this show wherever you're listening. It helps the show gain some visibility and allows our community to grow. And once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Goodbye, everybody.